and, and that kind of leads into a little bit of the father wound, I think, Matthew, because um, we, we see men who are, are uh, you know, there's the, the two types of men who are, are kind of more passive and might lean more towards, you know, uh, losing their masculinity. And then we see the men who are more angry, um, who, who are, you know, the tough guys and who uh, put on a mask that, uh, you know, they're, they're uh, the, the strong guy, nothing bothers them. And, and, and I think from what I've done in my research on the father wound, so much of that is affected by uh, the men, uh, of, of men's relationships with their father and how a, a father who doesn't do a job uh, bestowing masculinity on his son, uh, if that's not happening, we're going to see men who grow up not being all they're meant to be. They're just a shell of the person God's created them to be. And that's exactly what's been happening over the last, you know, couple decades, definitely, um, where, you know, in the 60s, we saw the sexual revolution, the, the revolt against, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, against the church and against authority, and, you know, morality is thrown out the window. And uh, along with all of that, um, discipline gets thrown out the window, so you can do whatever feels good. And you, you do things that you should not do, and you fail to do things you should do. And I think a lot of, uh, of, of the parents back from then may have uh, taken on that type of uh, thought process, and now we are reaping that, that, that what was sold now in, in these uh, last decade or so, uh, or a couple decades, where we are seeing um, the children from those decades who are not, re- they, they've not become the people that they're meant to be, especially fathers who are, like I said, not bestowing that masculinity on their, on their children, especially on their boys. And part of the issue is that um, with the sexual revolution, um, you've got uh, children growing up with uh, a father not in the home. You know, it's, it's, a, it's about one-third of all kids nowadays don't have a father in their home. And so how can you bestow masculinity on your child if you're not even there? And, yeah, I know masculinity is bestowed on by more than just dad. You know, it's, it's the uncles and it's the other great men uh, in, that, in that person's life or in that boy's life. But uh, even the understanding the concept of bestowing masculinity, I don't even think is there. And, Matthew, you talked about how if there's something that we can say to a priest or, or a bishop uh, or others in leadership positions, what do we need to do? We need to start bestowing our, the masculinity on our, our young men and our boys at an earlier age, telling them they've got what it takes to be a man. And when they hear that from another man, then they know that they are built to take on the tough challenges and to put aside their wants, their desires to get out of their comfort zone and start um, becoming the spiritual heads of their family, becoming the uh, great men uh, that, God, that God's called them to be. And, and so, and so uh, you know, that's kind of a segue into my father wound, uh, Matthew. So um, can we do a couple of um, definitions here, just make sure I'm getting terms right. Um, yeah. First is... When you say masculinity or being a man, can you describe that a little bit? And then give the definition of what the father wound is. Um, sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, masculinity, you know, um, I, I, I really want to fall back on a book I read called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. Have you ever heard of that book, yep. Matthew? Yep. Okay. And, and it's by a Christian author, and uh, John Eldridge, and he talks about three things that men are built for. One thing is that they are built for um, adventure. Another thing is that they are built uh, to fight a battle. And the third thing is they are built to protect a beauty. You know, that beauty can be uh, their beautiful wife. It can be their beautiful children. It can be the beautiful uh, church, the Catholic church that God created, whatever it may be. And, and when men understand that this is what God made them for, they, they start to understand uh, what masculinity is all about. And, you know, part of life, part of living life is an adventure. There's all kinds of ups and downs and trials and challenges, and that's just part of the human condition, especially as a man. And you are built to take on those challenges. You've been given the strength mentally. You've been given the strength physically to take on these challenges and these adventures. And when these adventures turn into times when it needs to be an actual battle where you need to fight, that you have the confidence that you can take on this fight. You don't have that fear that so often the enemy tries to talk us into not taking on these battles that we need to take care of, like, like protecting our wife and fighting for her and dying to ourself and saying no to ourself and becoming disciplined and, and loving her like Jesus loved his church. And, and, uh, we, uh, once we understand that we're built to fight this battle, uh, we're, we start to understand masculinity and that we are here to protect our children. We're, we're protecting our wife. We are, we are standing up for our faith in the face of adversity when, when we're challenged at work or when we're challenged in the public forum, like, you know, in the newspaper, when you see the editorials of people, you know, knocking down the Catholic Church, we need to fight back and, 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 uh, and explain to people what the real truth of the Catholic faith is, that beautiful Catholic Church. So when, when men understand that masculinity, um, that, that fear starts to dissipate, hopefully, uh, because fear is from the enemy. God has not given the spirit of fear, as 2 Timothy 1, 7 says. And, uh, and once we, 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 we understand that masculinity part of our, our, of our, of what God built us to do, then, uh, then we can do exactly what God created us to do. Um, the other part, Matthew, uh, masculinity, and you, uh, mentioned the father wound. Let's give a definition of the father wound. The father wound, is, as I uh, as I describe it, is um, the father wound is when a father does or says something to a child, or fails to do something to a child, you know, say or do something to a child that he needs to do that causes long-term emotional pain. So, in other words, it can be an act of commission, like physical abuse, or uh, you know, verbal abuse, whatever, or it can be an act of neglect, like, uh, you know, not being there, you know, uh, a child says, hey, dad, can we throw the ball around? No, I'm busy watching TV. Uh, or, you know, dad just left the family one day, he decided I'm done with this, and he just leaves, and he's never seen again. So that's what I described the father wound uh, under that, that basic description there. And, 
And uh, that long-term emotional pain that I mentioned in that, in, that, uh, in that description of the father wound carries with us throughout our childhood and into our adulthood. And it's just an amazing thing uh, uh, how the, the father wound affects us. Our children are, are seeing dads, uh, they're watching the dads, like I said, and when, when dads are, are doing things that they shouldn't be doing, uh, you know, overreacting, getting angry at their, their children in a non-just manner, you know, um, punishing them beyond what is just for the child, uh, you know, saying things that really hurt a child, um, and, and uh, those type of things affect a child so deeply. And what happens then, Matthew, is that over time, these, these occurrences, whether they be, you know, small things here and there, or maybe some massive thing that happened in a child's life from dad, you know, uh, you know, a, a kid's playing a piano and dad says, you know, you are such a wimp. Why don't you get outside and do something that's worthwhile? You know, that's a massive blow to the heart of a child. And, and, and so a child grows up with, with this uh, protection that they start to have around their heart uh, that says, hey, I don't want to do anything to offend my dad because that hurts so bad. And they become a shell of the person that they're meant to be. They, they start closing their heart off and they don't become who they're meant to be. And as they grow into the adulthood, you see why when you go to church, uh, you, or you talk to guys at the cooler in, at, at work or whatever, guys will say, hey, how's, how's life? Oh, great. You know, um, yeah, the Packer game or, you know, or the football game was great. Uh, yeah, the weather, yeah, it's getting kind of cold. And, you know, let's, let's, let's talk more than about the weather and the sports. But men just don't want to because their hearts have been closed off and they aren't, they're, they're afraid to show off, show the real, the real person that they are. And, and when you, when you become vulnerable and show who you really are, people can relate to that and start, um, becoming vulnerable back to that person. And, and Jesus was the ultimate in vulnerable, you know, being vulnerable. If you look at the cross, his arms are outstretched and his heart is there for everyone to see. And we, and the effect that a father has on a child is, is what is part of our crisis, I feel, here in the Catholic Church, is that men just are shut down. They're not who they're meant to be because of the father wounds that they've received over their life. Um, you know, as in, you know, what do we do next? Now that I understand this, now what do I do? Um, the, the key to, to the father wound and overcoming this wound, understand this, that when we're wounded, like I mentioned, we, we start to shut down our hearts. We put our hearts like, like in, a, in a cell, in a jail cell, and we don't let anybody touch us because we've been hurt too many times, so I'm going to protect myself. And I've got a key that will lock the door so nobody can get in. And I call this key, the key being the key to my entire talk is forgiveness. And when we have this key, we can turn it one way or the other. We can lock it or we can unlock it. So we can forgive or we can choose not to forgive. And my message with the father wound, when I describe it and, and people start to realize, yeah, you know, I've got father wounds. We, we want to get them to the point of, of having the desire to want to forgive their father who did wound them, or anyone for that matter who's wounded them in their life. 
that key is forgiveness. And so if we can get them to, you know, have the desire to want to forgive, that's a great step. And many times it's hard to forgive. You know, um, I, I grew up in an abusive family. My father did some, some, some things that just were not good to me, my, my other eight siblings that I grew up with. I was the oldest of nine kids. And, uh, I, I never knew I had father wounds until I read on the subject and I'm like, wow, this fits me to a T. And I've realized that I've got some, some buried, uh, unforgiveness towards my father. And I wanted to get rid of this because I understood that once forgiveness is released to the person who hurts you, there's this incredible freedom that comes into a person's life. And that freedom includes the idea that you can now start to become more of the person God has meant you to be. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us God has great plans for your life. But if you're locked away in a cell and no one can get to you and you're not going to let anyone know who you are, you're not going to become the person God's created you to be, which is a major, a major issue with the men in our Catholic church right now. I, I truly believe that, that men are so wounded from so many areas, especially from their father, that they're not being the men they need to be. And so if that's the case, well, then where's, where's this great masculinity that we should be seeing in our Catholic Church? And where are men on Sundays? And where are they leading their, their families? It's not happening. We need to get to the point of forgiveness. Okay, so we understand the Father wound, Matthew. We understand that the key to overcoming this uh, uh, Father wound and, and overcoming uh, this idea of being locked away and, and not becoming our true selves, that key is forgiveness. Step three, we need to go into a situation, we need to put ourselves uh, into a, some type of uh, prayerful situation where we can tell the Lord, Lord, I am sorry that I've felt this unforgiveness towards my father or to the person who's wounded me. I'll just say the father, I, you know, my father right now. Um, and, you know, I am sorry, I repent of that, of the, of the sins I've committed by, by dishonoring him and choosing to, to make vows to myself that I will never be like my father or, or whatever the case may be. We will, we'll make promises to ourselves and, and, uh, and, and we, we want to then say, Lord, I forgive my father for wounding me. And, um, that, that can be a, a simple prayer that you do yourself. It can be a prayer like at the end of my talk, Matthew, I will go through a prayer of forgiveness right at the end of my talk, and that's been extremely well received. Um, I can offer suggestions like um, healing masses that are uh, throughout our country, and, you know, you know, we have healing masses uh, here in my area. That's a great start. Um, sometimes... This healing process takes a while, but, but the idea is to get a person in that, in, in a prayerful situation where they can choose to forgive. And once that starts happening, there's this great freedom, like I mentioned, and they become the person they meant to be. And, and a lot of things I'm seeing right now happening in the Catholic world here, Matthew, is this thing called inner healing. And inner healing is, is a concept where, um, there's forget unforgiveness, in our hearts, 
and we're looking for those places in our hearts of that unforgiveness, and we're releasing that unforgiveness. We're turning the key towards forgiveness, and it's setting people free. And I can tell you, in, in, the, in the Protestant world, I, I'm seeing that's been going on for a while, and it's starting to take place here in, in the Catholic world, too. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm part of my, my mission is to help people also understand this idea of inner healing, which helps release this forgiveness uh, towards those who've hurt us. I hope that makes sense. 